You're listening to Copy Notes Podcast with Dr. Jill and Emily P. Good morning, Em. I have, or good afternoon, I have something to share with you. I had my first coffee oh. since January. Oh my gosh, how do you feel? It was so good. Is <laughs> that why you're head. buzzing today? <laughs> you're like off the charts. You're so, woo, like. Happy. Happy. Um, Welcome it home. Was, I did have a coffee from my favourite coffee shop. I have a few favourite coffee shops, but this is particularly where I like to have a coffee from. And this morning I just thought, I, I I feel like I need a coffee. Maybe it was because I have study to do, to do today and that's what we're going to be talking about shortly. Like, but it was, it was, I really enjoyed my one coffee. So I don't, I haven't counted how many days between coffees, but it looks like we can keep the name of our podcast. Excellent. I'm really happy about <laughs> Not that. that we were changing it. Was a stretch to try and come up with this name. So if we were going to try and think of another one, we could be here a while. Plus we have branding and all the other things that gone to, you know, I'm really all glad. Yeah. All the things. Well, I've had two <laughs> coffees today, still going strong with my caffeine habit. You'll be happy to know. So we're good. You haven't wavered at all. Haven't I um, I did change though, because I was drinking black coffee. Yes. Uh, for a few months there, like into the new year, I had it with a little bit of milk. And yes. surprisingly, very sweet. Wow. That's, yeah. So I think used to it. coffee was my influence, wasn't it? Yes, it was. You are always my influence. <laughs> <laughs> Good and bad, maybe I don't. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you're influenced <laughs> sometimes, but. All yeah. I know is that we always end up having fun. Absolutely. And like on the subject of study. So I too am going to be spending some time studying today, um, which is always an interesting one, given that it's also school holiday. So I have Miles, my seven-year-old, to entertain. So today we were going to discuss sort of the trials and tribulations of uh, being an adult, a proper adult. Not that, you know, 18-year-olds, they are adults, but when you've got the added extra responsibility of kids, a job, all of those other things, and you're trying to study, it does add some interesting layers to the mix. And uh, yeah, we're going to share with you, I guess, what we kind of go through and perhaps some tips and tricks around getting through it all. So for me, um, I always tend to have a really clean and tidy house around the time that I have lots of assignments due. Um, I am a big procrastinator, but I like to think that it's not procrastination. It's um, more that I'm sort of preparation. Preparation. I like to call it preparation. Absolutely. So yeah, it's um, interesting. So Jilly, you've spent a lot of time studying, haven't you? Yeah, I, I guess I am a diehard study addict. I have been, oh, you know, <laughs> studying for many years and I did recently have a break from study and I said, oh, I'm not going back to, to, to university and here I am. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and it's like coming home. I really, really in, enjoy studying. And uh, I have, I since my undergrad, because when I did my undergrad, I'm not going to talk about when, studying online externally from your university was relatively new. Yeah. It wasn't common at all. So my life pretty much has been online study. I have attended uh, lectures at uni, particularly when I did my master's. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the research component, I didn't have to attend. So there was still that where I didn't have to physically attend campus to do or complete my studies. Mm. So a lot of my time has been doing it via Zoom through the different study desk platforms such as Moodle and Blackboard to complete my studies. So it has also been a little bit isolating as well. Mm. Well, it can be. And uh, I know that a lot of people still go face-to-face on campus. It's it's still a thing. It is. Uh, And I know during COVID and the lockdowns, a lot of the face-to-face lectures just couldn't happen. So they moved to online. And some of those didn't actually move back to face-to-face. But there are some things that you just have to do face-to-face. And like for myself, I actually um, am completing an undergrad degree at the moment in communications with a major in journalism. But I actually started in 2020. That's when we COVID happened, wasn't it? It was 2020. Yes. yes. So I actually started a nutrition degree and there's unbeknownst to me until I actually enrolled with nutrition because it was with the idea that I was going to go into dietetics there's actually a very large science component so um, I was completing a lot of biology units anatomy units and also a chemistry unit and everything had to they had to change all of those units which are usually very much a face-to-face based when you're thinking your practicals and science all actually had to change to an online um, and be facilitated online, which created a really interesting, I guess, dynamic. And I was always of the opinion that I wouldn't be motivated enough to complete a degree online, Um, but I definitely have started to prove myself wrong in that space. But with journalism, a lot of that actually has to be done face-to-face because we learn a lot about, uh, you know, interviewing and that kind of uh, thing so that needs to be performed in a classroom type scenario so that's been interesting for me having done some online and then having to go back to very much face to face so it's uh interesting how that's because I found it very easy with online to and I don't know if this has been your experience Jill but to create um the time management really flowed Mm. with an online degree yeah it's when you're studying online there's pros and cons of going on campus and there's pros and cons of studying online so when you're online you don't have to worry about travel you don't have to worry about parking uh even depends on your child and the age child care 
Um, you know, when I was starting my undergrad and then again at my master's, I had my baby on my lap typing one-handed. Yeah. You know, that was my scenario. My boys grew up surrounded by me studying with, you know, textbooks, a laptop, typing, you know, they know, oh, mum's doing study. They know what that means. Yeah. And I, I grew actually, my mum was doing her study um, and finishing her degree uh, when I was growing up. So I guess I've gone and re, you know, um, followed in her footsteps in that space. And I do think it's a really great example for our kids to see us sort of doing that and being able to strive to better ourselves um, for sure. But I guess there, there's a lot of complexity around that as well. And I guess it would be the same though if you were in a full-time job, um, that same mum guilt and all of that. But you were working full-time as well as completing? My master's degree, yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> it can be done. And then I finished my, because I did a research component, so I finished my research uh, thesis when Teddy was seven weeks old. I continued on and I completed that and handed it in when he was three months old a little bit crazy looking back thinking yeah. <laughs> how I did it I did it do I recommend it gosh no, no. Uh, but it can be done and yeah. you know I really wanted to get it done and it comes down to your drive and, and motivation and, and what's your purpose why why do you want to do it and yeah. you know I really wanted to complete my master's. I really enjoyed my thesis writing and, you know, I did do it and I, I graduated that following year. Uh, and I knew long-term because I wanted to do a PhD, I needed that. I needed that research component of that master's degree to be able to use it as a stepping stone into my PhD. So long-term I knew and it was just a matter of reminding myself why am I doing this <laughs> yeah. and I think that's important to remember when you are studying or applying to university for a, a degree is why 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 do you want to do that what do you want to get out of it especially yeah. long-term and and that's I remember actually hearing a lot around that with goal setting is your why is so much more important than the how because when your why is compelling enough, when your why lights you up and, you know, you're passionate enough about it, the how sorts itself out somehow. It does. And it's, it's your why. why, not anyone else's why. Absolutely. <laughs> it's your why. If you're yeah. doing a degree for somebody else, then, yeah, the motivation, the passion, it's the drive to complete it. It's not going to be there. But if you're doing it, for yourself it's something that you really want to do and there are so many different de degrees out there now yes as well and if you're not sure start exploring start talking to people about what they're studying at uni or what you know or if there is a, something that you would like to do for a, a job well how did that person get there and I guess that was also the basis behind our ask a series is looking at different professions and how they got there you know, it's yeah. not all jobs and have a degree, you'll need a degree, but there are 
so many different types of degrees out there now that probably is a degree to support whatever job that you're you are doing and I know that people might have been in you hear about it now a job in for 10 years but they want a promotion or yeah. they want to update their skills so they go back and do they can get straight into a master's because they can show that they've been working in the area and they've got the experience to yes. give them credit to move a little bit further along so there's so many different pathways to getting into university yeah. but also getting what you want to get out of university as absolutely. well absolutely and so I know for myself one of my biggest challenges um, has always been around time management and prior like that whole idea around prioritizing what's important and getting yourself out of that procrastination hole. And I guess you've already answered sort of the side of things around the procrastination, because obviously if you're wise, compelling enough, you're going to be more motivated or inspired to actually get to work. But what would you say with all your experience would be your biggest tips for organizing your time and do you outsource anything do you, or do you just go for it? Do you know what I mean? Like, have you had house cleaners? Do you um, arrange people to pick up and drop off your kids? Like what sort of things do you sort of recommend in that space for your time? Absolutely. Uh, outsourcing, that was recommended to me when I was doing my PhD. Yeah. So I, I did uh, every... Season change, I would get a cleaner in just to help keep me up to speed. Um, I made sure I did, obviously, the little things every day, uh, but I did find it would get on, on top of me, but I had to stay organised. But the thing, I think people think, oh, you know, I've got to do this assignment writing or study or attend these lectures, whether they're face-to-face -face or online, and I can't do anything else. It's important you do the other things. It's important you socialize. It's important you catch up with friends. It's important you exercise. It's important to schedule that in just like you schedule your study time in. Yeah. So, you know, I do hear a lot. Oh no, I can't do any of that. Oh, I'm missing out. You don't have to miss out. No. Yes. You got to <laughs> maybe sometimes pick and choose, you know, what's more important to you um, in regards to how many social outings that you go mm. to. Absolutely. But hey, niece's birthday's coming up. That's important. I will schedule that in. Yes. Instead of staying three hours, I might stay two. Because yes. you've also got to think about burnout as well. So um, for me, particularly, I have social media that's not big. <laughs> and, you know, once it gets too high up on that social media, then I have to pull back. So I always made sure that I scheduled in my exercise time scheduled in my son's appointments, whatever he had to do. Uh, when did I best study? Well, that was usually at night. Yeah. So making sure that I had a really good bedtime routine for my son helped me at night to get those, I do three hours, five nights a week. Wow. And um, so you've touched on something else there that, 
um, with regards to, you know, different social events. So I heard the other day, which was a reminder to me, um, I'm reading a book at the moment called Atomic Habits. And it was, is what I am doing right now getting me closer to where I actually want to be? So looking at your short-term, long-term gratification. So yeah, okay, going out tonight might be lots of fun, but if I have a few drinks, will the tiredness and the hangover that I'm going to experience tomorrow mean that I'm going to miss yet another day of potentially studying and get set me further back from where I'm actually wanting to go? So always thinking kind of like that when you prioritise, I feel is a really good way to sort of look at things. Exactly, Em, compromise. So you're not going to feel great the next day thinking ahead. But does it mean you can't go out? Of course not. You can still go out, but you're just going to have to say, you know, after a couple of hours that you need to go. You're going to may have to just be on the waters, not the, the alcohol. I don't really drink, so I didn't have to worry about that aspect. <laughs> but, um, you know, I didn't want to miss out on any of those important events. And I suppose when I think about it, it came back to my family events particularly um but also you know those catch-ups just those hey you know you're free for an hour on Saturday to catch up for a coffee um especially if it's a friend that I hadn't caught up with for a while then I'm going to make that extra effort so I might re-juggle something because it's hey it's an hour and I'm going to spend that quality time Mm. with someone I want to be with so uh it's also thinking of it like that is you know scheduling things around so when an assignment's coming up yes I hear it all the time uh you know leaving it to the last minute which causes a lot of stress that adds (laughs) to it I wouldn't know anything about that (laughs) so um you know it's scheduling that in is working out well you know if I want to go to that whatever event it is then I'm going to have to make sure that I have at least half or even my overview or my draft done by the day before if I'm and it's kind of like then the event is the reward so I'm very big on study rewards very big on that oh I love that back in the day my undergrad many years ago it was magazines Mm. that was my reward for time out for completing an assignment getting a draft done or whatever okay well I'm allowed to go buy a magazine and I'd sit there and are you an online scheduling person or a pen to paper scheduling person or both because I'm I'm kind of torn like I want to be online but I always tend to find myself going for my old school pen to paper diary with the with the different colored highlighters yeah yeah so I was definitely a person with a physical diary color-coded with my subjects I was that person definitely it was great helped stay scheduled because you write in your diary all the due dates and what needs to be done by when and you could even break it down and in there I would put birthdays outings whatever my social schedule was or if I had um 
whatever exercise. Now it's parkrun, that always gets scheduled in, that's a priority for me. But it would all be put in this diary, colour coded, it would look great and I could stick to it and I knew exactly where I was. Then I was trying to merge over to the online digital diary. It took longer than I thought. Mm. Today, I'm completely online. Is it Google Calendar? Do you use like a Google Calendar? What What are you using? Just my iPhone notes and calendar. Amazing. So that's all I use. With my laptop, everything's organized in folders. I use EndNote for referencing. Yeah. So that, you know, everything's on my laptop. If I need something and I'm, you know, I do like to, so important, please back your things up, back your documents up. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, so I do backups as well. And sometimes I'll even email myself an important document. So if I finish that final assignment, I'll email it to myself. Yeah. Sometimes just as a backup, especially if I want to read it while I'm out and about. Uh, textbooks, that's one thing that I still like physical, but I do like to have a good textbook on my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. I do like touching the pages. Uh, I do still love my yellow highlighter. Yes, but so I also find it all this year and I'm not, I'm not dealing with it as well. Like I'm missing that physical page turning, being able to, yeah. Yeah. And I have done that before. I have, but this time around this year, I've gone back to a physical textbook simply because I do think in my private practice, I'll probably use them again. Anyway, they are really good textbooks. Uh, expensive, as you all know. Oh. Um, and I did buy brand new, but there are so many different ways now to buy secondhand textbooks. And I strongly encourage that and I find it good because you can, it's great just to take a textbook to say your hairdressing appointment I used to do that all the time yes. and I would use the time at the hairdressers because you've got a large chunk there just to sit and read and my hairdresser would know what I was doing and I have my as long as I had my yellow highlighter I was fine yeah amazing so our top tips are scheduling, outsourcing where possible, prioritizing our time, and making sure that you actually have a compelling why for being there. Absolutely. Maybe and I, tips. Yeah. And I understand being a student, um, money is tight. Yes. Like I was saying before, textbooks aren't cheap. Um, it's no. great when you get a course and it doesn't need a textbook. But particularly in an undergrad, highly likely you're going to have textbooks. So get into Facebook groups where a lot of the past students will come in and sell their um, textbooks. And even if it's an, an edition, I'll not, uh, I don't find it a big stress. Um, but, yeah, if you're happy to go to a digital textbook, there's that option as well. That's always cheaper. Um, but there's lots of secondhand textbooks options. And if you're not sure, contact university because they always um, have a particular way they sell their own sell their books as well. Yeah. So that's really important. I will share this little bit though as well. And I think um, I should disclose that I've been on both sides of the study aspect, I guess, at university. I have been a lecturer and a marker and a tutor as well as a student. So I've seen both sides and it's really given me a really good understanding 
and from both perspectives. And I guess I was probably even more understanding then when I lectured after my PhD. So I had gone sort of through masters and, and whatnot. Um, and I guess some tips there is make sure that you regularly go on your study desk and contribute. I'm not saying to every discussion, but contribute, especially if you're an online student, because online being an online student can be isolating, can be. Um, you know, be respectful. Yeah. As well. Uh, I was always respectful in my emails because, you know, it's that teacher-student relationship anyway. Um, but I was surprised with when I did the flip side, the number of demanding students. And uh, that was, yeah, an eye-opener as well. Um, you know, there's many students in just that one lecturer, et cetera. Um, if you need an extension, apply for it. Yes. Um, but apply for it before the assignment's due is the better option. Um, being rude will never get you anywhere. <laughs> um, and if you've got a complaint, if there is an issue with study, talk it out. Um, I've always known lecturers and tutors to be quite uh, open. Yes. And there is a complaints process anyway, if you're not happy with the, the yeah. module. I think there's been one in all my study that I haven't been, as from a student perspective, that I haven't been happy with. Um, but other than that, you know, you take what you want from it, a course. But if you really want to get the most out of it, be active, be contribute respond to other students online because um, it's much easier I see when you're face-to-face -face. like when huh, I used to do residential schools love those so we didn't need to interact online because we were interacting in person yeah but if you are not going to put in the work you cannot expect the grade either no <laughs> but yeah definitely I totally agree the contributing and having your unit coordinators, lecturers, tutors all get to actually know who you are makes it a lot easier. If you are struggling with anything, they'll be more, you know, open and willing to actually, at the end of the day, they're human. So <laughs> they're, they're happy to, you know, discuss whatever issues which might arise and, you know, all really reasonable people I've found as well. And that's being you know, crossing across two different, um, so going from a health science degree into uh, more of an arts-based degree, I've found right across the board, everyone to be incredibly helpful and knowledgeable and in understanding. Everyone that I have worked with when I have been a teacher at uni have all wanted their students to do well. Yeah. We're not trying to catch you out or pull you, you know, trick you or anything. We are wanting you to be the greatest you can be in that discipline. We want you to do well. Well, at the end of the day, you know? your students' results are a reflection of your teaching. So, 
you want to make sure and usually if you're going to be teaching a subject you're obviously passionate about it as well so you care that your message is getting across which will make a lot of sense exactly so you know I'm not saying they have to um, respond to every single person on the forum because that's way too much but contribute um, you know interact with your fellow students if you've got a question ask it because most likely other students have that same question as well and you'll find that the the lecturer will be only too happy to respond to that or point you in the right direction because it can be overwhelming when you first start at university navigating the online system and rooms and you know especially the the unit code and thinking hang on which which courses which (laughs) (laughs) yeah Absolutely. You know, so it's it can be overwhelming at first, but once you get into the groove of it and um, you regularly go online, if that's your preference or however you're, you're studying, is, yeah, participate as much as you, you can. Yes, great advice. I know I just, I, I loved uni, hence why, I'm, why I guess I'm back there. <laughs> It is good. I'm enjoying studying. I can't actually believe that it's my third year. I did go when I first left school, but um, I'm definitely enjoying the experience a lot more now uh, as a mature age student, as opposed to fresh out of high school. Yeah. And, you know, there's study costs um, at no matter what age you are going to study. So, um, yes, it does cost money to study like we're saying, just even with textbooks. And then there's the student amenities fees, but we can apply for, is it called help? You know, we can defer your, your study fees as well, your course fees. Yeah. So there are options. And the best way to work out what's going to work for you and so that you can study is to talk to the university that you're applying to. I've always found, because um, I've done four, four degrees at three different units, all wonderful when needing to ask how to go about things. Uh, you know, paperwork can become overwhelming with anything. So have a chat. They've got staff dedicated to helping new students. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. We have talked about a lot in regards to Hopefully. And there's so much more to, that we could actually talk about. Oh, so much. But I feel like as I've actually learned a few things today to help me with my study. So thank you, Jilly. And I really feel like if our listeners are, are already at university or they're thinking about embarking on uh, some sort of study, I'm sure there are some great tips in there for them as well. Yeah, and if you've got any questions, um, pop them on the Instagram post. Yes. Or you can email us as well. Absolutely. We're happy to have a chat. Because sometimes it's it's just a a matter of having a chat to talk things through to get clarity. Yes, definitely. And that applies to going to uni as well. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Em, enjoy your study this afternoon, just as I will. (laughs) And that's another thing you can, even though you're studying 
something completely different. Like, you know, we can easily do study dates. Um, it's amazing how you can, you know, there's so many different ways to, to study and that would be a whole other episode. Really? Ways would. to study. Yes, I'd be keen on that one for sure. <laughs> well, I'm on a uni holidays. Emma is not for another week. So it's funny that how the trimester semesters all work at different unis. So I'm enjoying my break, even though I'm a silent writing too. But yeah, there's no break. <laughs> there's, no, there's no break, let's be honest. <laughs> that's where the coffee come in, comes in, in. And I'm wondering if maybe that's why I thought I needed another coffee today. I need to just start back up. Yes, probably. You're back in the study. <laughs> if they do go together, I must admit, coffee and study. Absolutely. Love it. Thanks for chatting, Anne, because this is one of my favourite subjects. Amazing. And you, you know, such an expert at it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm an expert, but I'm, I'm definitely a lifelong lover well, I think learning. Isn't seven years in doing something, I think you qualify as an expert. You've done how many years? I don't want to count anymore. Okay, there we go. So <laughs> it's well, well more than seven. I mean, you have a PhD, so... You are certainly an expert on the in the uh, area. And I do love talking about it, so that helps. There you go. <laughs> well, have a wonderful week, Anne, and to all our wonderful listeners. And we will catch you next Monday. Was it next? Yeah, next Monday. You're listening to Coffee Notes Podcast with Dr. Jill and Emily P.